Today on First Cup, we've got jokes and some quotes. And I'm going to tell you about yesterday. Yesterday was a silly day. We'll see a good day. I'll tell you about that in 15 seconds when we start. I'm talking quietly. Okay. Coffee's ready. <sighs> good morning everybody and welcome today is friday it is august 13th friday the 13th ah, 2021 my name is jeremy this is my first cup of coffee clearly needed well we made it through another week man what a week what a week it was this was a tough week it was i expect because i expected last week to be a tough week and it was of course and then this week, I didn't expect to be as tough, but it was. Good morning, Daniel. And I think that that's part of it. I think our expectations have a pretty solid impact on our perceptions. You ever go into a movie and you're like, this movie's going to be great. And it's not because it can't be anywhere as close to as good as you built it up to be because everybody told you how great it was. And then you go into other movies and you're like, eh. It'll probably be okay, but it exceeds your expectations, so you're really happy. <laughs> Good morning, Frank. Uh, Dennis and, and Daniel are making plays on the fact that it's Friday the 13th. Now, I've actually never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies or Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't do bloody horror. I'll do creepy suspense like The Ring if I'm not alone. I'm not watching it alone. I'm not sleeping alone. Like, th for me, those are movies when I'm deep in a relationship. Let's put it that way. But Friday the 13th, never going to happen. <sighs> Yesterday was a big day. We had the third installment of How to Fight, which people are loving. You know, Andrew and I... Actually, Andrew and I had dinner last night because the, the timing of things and, and where he was worked out. We had dinner and we talked about all kinds of stuff. And one of the things we talked about was <laughs> how to fight and the success we're having with it. People are loving it. And there's a, a an aspect of it that I hadn't anticipated. He's having a very easy time convincing guests to come on and do this show reaches out and say, hey, we have this format. It's fun. Do you want to do it? And 100% of people are saying yes. Now, we're only inviting people on that we know, people who've been on the show before, people who we think we have some fun with it because that's a big part. You know, and one of the things that happens as we spend more time together is we get a little more banter between the two of us. We have to make sure we include someone who can, can match that banter. <laughs> So in reference to, to the movie, don't bother, it's not a good movie, Friday the 13th. Watch Best of the Best, it's better. Carefully, you might get banned from the show. <laughs> I'm sure Best of the Best is better than Friday the 13th. But I'm sure it's not much better. I enjoy that we have a running joke that like spans all the different aspects of what we do. Now, the other big thing that happened yesterday, 
was the release of the flexibility program. And we've got a full court press going on with this. Why do we have a full court press going on, including paid advertising for a free product that you don't have to sign up for? Hmm. Well, I will share with you exactly why we're doing this. I have a theory. And that theory I have named the value deficit. Have you ever been presented with an offer, likely on social media, and you're like, okay, I'm interested in this thing. I'm interested in learning more. But before you can get the free offer or the great discount code or whatever, before you can move forward, you have to give them your email address. Do you know how many people are not doing that right now? How many people are not willing to take up a, a what seems to be a pretty good free offer because they don't want to give their email address? A lot. Why? Because this is the gimmick that every marketer has leaned into. And people just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with unsubscribing. They don't want to deal with any of this. In the old days, there was implicit trust. If you had a brand and you produced a product, people would say, you know what? It's probably good. It's probably legitimate. They're probably above board. It does not happen anymore. People are skeptical. They're cynical. In fact, people assume it's probably junk. That creates a deficit. In order to get people to take an action, you have to make it as easy as possible. This is the theory that we're testing with this. So we're, we release the flexibility program completely for free. You just have to go and download it. In fact, not only is it whistlekickprograms.com, it's at whistlekick.com. The only reason we didn't just email it out to people is because I'm trying to track some things. You know, it doesn't mean that they have to do anything, but I want to track it. And the hope is people check it out. They'll say, hey, this is pretty good. Let me check out one of their other programs. And then maybe they'll buy something. That's the goal. What if they don't buy something, Jeremy? Well, then they probably wouldn't have bought something if they hadn't checked out the flexibility program. So what are we losing? nothing. Plus, I got to make that really fun commercial and call it work. I'm doing more video editing. I'm getting better at it. That's one of the things that's come out of the time on TikTok is more video stuff. And I've gotten pretty fast with at least the lower end, you know, the quick hit stuff like what we did yesterday. I was once presented with a horse's head in my bed. I couldn't refuse that one. And also from Daniel, but yeah, I won't hand over my email address for free stuff anymore. It will be scam junk. Yeah, that's, and, and that's, that's the heart. That is where I think everyone's going. And so for my clients, like I've been telling all of them, this, this is a thing that we're testing because I'm curious to see what happens. We've had quite a few downloads yesterday. I watched them. I was surprised at the number of downloads at whistlekick.com without even telling people to go there. Somehow people just ended up there. And they dug around and they found it because I didn't make it easy. I just put a, a listing up. Yeah. Uh, what else happened yesterday? Yeah, Andrew and I had a great dinner at Koto in Lebanon, New Hampshire at the hibachi table. And we sit down and we're having a couple drinks and... I don't know if it was a family or a, a, a something, but it was a, a woman with like seven kids. 
no judgment. And they come around to take, actually they sat down before our drinks. They come around to take our drink order and they take them all in a row and the woman's about to walk away. And I said, hold on, we're not all together. She's like, oh, yeah, these two. I'm paying for these two. I'm not paying for all of them. And the woman made a joke about it. It was funny. She said, what if it was just me? And I was like, maybe. I enjoyed the very serious looking Jeremy with his arms crossed in his gee picture on the Whistlekick program site. Well, you can blame Adam Grogan for that one. Uh, that, those, when did we do those photos? Those photos were like 2017, 2016, 2017. There was a, a good year, year and a half where Adam Grogan, uh, who has a Taekwondo school in upstate New York, uh, Albany, New York, also hosts the Northeast Open, which is happening tomorrow. So funny that we got a little bit of synergy there uh, in Albany. Was my photo guy. And he likes that style. He likes that really serious. And so that's what he was coaching me through. He's a great photographer. Good guy. Um, what else happened? Andrew and I talked about free training day. We added a few more people to the list that we're going to reach out to, to invite for instructors. That event's coming together. It really is. We've, we've got multiple people flying in and I just think that's awesome. This is the first time people have flown in for this event and I'm just, yay, super excited. Um, we talked about the logistics for the Whistlekick exclusive Friday night training um hey susanna's on the call good morning susanna susanna in the chat uh is the reason that we we get to have this because she's the one that got us the venue and dennis we're not friends anymore Dennis says i love best of the best <laughs> um one of the things i'm going to do because i'm always you know let, let me share something with you one of, the, one of the things i like doing with first cup is, is giving all of you behind the scenes sort of stuff for those of you that don't know, Whistlekick is not yet a profitable company. We're trying. We've done a lot. We've sold hundreds of thousands of dollars of product, but there are a lot of expenses and there's debt on the company. And so when people come in and you know they're they're working on something, some of them are paid a little. Most of them are volunteering. But it's not quite straight out volunteering like you would do maybe with a nonprofit. It's volunteering with a profit share on that segment of what the, that they work on. So, for example, when Jenny wrote this book, I'm splitting the profits on this book with Jenny. Other Jenny who does the books, Jenny and I are splitting the profit of books. Now, is that much money? No. Have I written a check to either of them? No. Jenny in charge of books, actually. We're, we're not far off. I could write her a check soon. It won't be a big one. But I'm sure she'd appreciate it. The reason I share all this with you is because it means, in my mind, I'm always looking for how can I provide value. See, it goes back to the value deficit. How can I provide value to the team? 
how can I make them feel good about their relationship with Whistlekick and help keep them motivated and prove to them that I really do care and value their contributions? Well, in this case, it's a private meeting, training, dinner on Friday night that I'm going to take care of. And by I'm going to take care of, Andrew's taking care of the logistics. He volunteered. He was like, oh, boom, 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 boom. sweet. Uh, because I love the team. And right now, the team are the people who have my back. A lot of people don't have my back right now. People I thought did. I've had some really frustrating days the last couple of weeks. Realizing that people I've poured time and energy into don't care. It's heartbreaking. I've been through a few periods like this in my life. It's unfortunate. True story, man, this best of the best stuff this morning. True story, my oldest son is named at, named Alexander after the Alex Grady character. Well, I'm sure he's a better martial artist. Because he can't be a worse one. All right, the other thing, oh, two other things, two quick things. Ordered a bunch of wood to put raised beds in my garden because I need to based on how things did this year. And I stopped by the New Hampshire liquor store. For those of you that don't know, in our area, every other state's kind of like, hey, booze. And New Hampshire's like, hey, booze. So I stopped by the New Hampshire liquor store and worked on my bottom shelf bourbon collection. That's all whiskey, my friends. I walked out. I think the average cost of those bottles, well, there's an Aberlauer in there that's... Uh, I think it's like a $45 bottle, but all the rest of them, the average price is like, oh, 10, 9.50. I don't see the need of spending big money on alcohol anymore. And here's why. If you're not a whiskey drinker, I found this. I bought it as a joke. It is surprisingly good, bizarrely good. And if it's on sale at $7.99, comes in glass. You can turn it into a Molotov if you need to. I don't know. But that changed my perspective on alcohol. I'm not buying expensive alcohol often anymore. The Aberlauer, that comes out on special occasions. The rest of the time, if I'm going to have a drink, little stuff. Which one is in your coffee? None. I cannot remember the last time I Irished up my coffee. It's been a very, very long time. And if we're if there's only one bottle of Irish up here, and I'll, I'll share a little. You know, this is a little bit private. I don't think I'm gonna start tearing up. But um, so most of you know, my father passed away in April. Uh, I haven't talked a lot about it. Uh, our relationship was a little complicated, but he was my father, and we had a tremendous amount in common. In 2003, he took me to Ireland. Uh, where ultimately he moved to, um, where the rest of my family, my, my, my blood family, most of the ones who are alive, live in Ireland. And one night we went to a pub and he and my uncle got me hammered. Like apparently that was the goal of the evening. There were three Guinnesses and there were three shots of whiskey. 
And the first shot of whiskey was Patty's, which is known for being a terrible Irish whiskey. So I had some of this last night when I come back. I, I didn't even know you could get this in the States. Let's see what you all gave me to talk about. Because, wow, that was a lot. It's a lot, of, it's a lot going on. What am I doing this weekend? I don't know. I thought I was going to build garden beds, but the wood's not getting delivered to Monday because I waited too long. I needed to go a day before. Frank's got some jokes for us. The jokes for Funday Friday, because it is Friday the 13th. Which key opens the door to a haunted house? A spooky what costumes do ghosts wear for a Friday the 13th dance party? Blue jeans. Why did the skeleton not go and see a scary movie with his friends on Friday the 13th? He didn't have the guts. What do Italians eat on Friday the 13th? Fettuccine Alfredo. What happens when Black Friday falls on Friday the 13th? Prices get slashed. Knock, knock. Who's there? B. B who? Beware, it's Friday the 13th. I love that Frank does these. They make me so happy. Oh, more coffee. I actually got the, the strength right on the coffee today. It's going to be a good day. The coffee came out right. Dear Jedi, today is Friday the 13th. There's never been a better time to join the dark side. What great late... What great lake should you avoid on Friday the 13th? Lake Erie. That's the best one. What dessert should you always avoid on Friday the 13th? Ice cream. Never avoid ice cream. I had ice cream last night when I came home. And we also had one, probably the lamest hibachi chef I've ever had at a Japanese restaurant. He didn't flip food at us. He dropped his uh, his spatula. I mean, not to say that they don't have a tough job, but it was kind of surprising. Like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of engagement. The number thirteenth walks number thirteen walks into a bar. The bartender says, "Sorry, we can't serve you. You're under twenty one. Two more. What is even worse than Friday the thirteenth? Monday the thirteenth. Ouch." What's the first thing a sorority girl does on Friday the 13th? Nothing. She's the first to go. Strong one at the end. Oh, I like it. Nice job, Frank. Okay. I, I love these jokes. I do. I like silly jokes. What flavor of ice cream did I have? So Frank sent me some ice cream that he loves from, from his hometown. And last night was... Um, what was it? I don't, I don't remember. It had little chocolate pieces in it. It was good. I'd had a, I'd had a little bit of whiskey before I drank it, before I ate it. See, I think one of the differences, so, you know, Frank and I had a very brief exchange talking about this ice cream from his area, Graders versus Ben and Jerry's, and not so much in a, a, a competitive way, but one of the things Ben and Jerry's does, they name all their flavors very memorably. 
And that's something that, that graders could do. They could, they could name their flavors better. If you look at our sparring gear, what do we call black stealth? What do we call white stratus? Red is, let's see, blue is Arctic. What's red? I don't remember what red is, but we name them all. All the colors have names because that's more fun. Today is blame someone else day. Isn't that every day now? People are sad. All right. So we've got, so let's take this opportunity to talk about responsibility. Responsibility is the ability to choose your response. Highly proactive people do not blame circumstances, conditions, or conditioning for their behavior. Their behavior is a product of their own conscious choice based on values rather than a product of those conditions based on feeling. Stephen Covey, uh, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The ability to choose your response. That's another word for that. React, reaction, determining your reaction. And as martial artists, that's pretty core to who we are. Any freeform drill is a series of reactions. I flinch, you take an action in response to that. You react. I then react to your reaction. And it's just a series of reactions down the line. You ever watch a high level combative match, whether it's point sparring or boxing or whatever, and nobody wants to throw the first technique. Why? Because for many people, in many combative aspects, reacting is easier than acting. Here's what I mean. There's a drill and depending on what I teach at free training day, this may be part of it. There's a drill that I teach where I have people spar slowly and I take away their hands and feet until they only have one hand. And what's really interesting is you can take a first day white belt or whatever the equivalent is in your school, give them one hand to spar with, they'll be fine. It's the number of options that are paralyzing. So if we think about what that means, when someone is reacting, there's only so much to worry about doing. It becomes a much simpler equation. That is what to do. If you're throwing a punch at my head and assuming I have time to recognize that and do something about it, I can dock or dodge, dip dive, don't get hit with a wrench. I can put my hand up, I can step back, right? Like there are a number of things I can do, but there are a lot of things that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to step into it. I'm not going to ignore it and punch you, ignore it and kick you. Reaction. Now, of course, we can take that whole concept out into the world. We can think about how we react to what everyone else does. Unfortunately, a lot of people get hyper-focused on the thing and they react to it, forgetting that not reacting is an option. How many people let everything else fall away because someone said someone they don't even know 
someone they will never meet, someone who has absolutely zero influence on their life, said something that they disagreed with. Really think about that. In martial arts, we might equate that to someone over there made a threatening gesture. And I don't mean like right there. I mean like over there. Do you get into like your defensive posture? Do you put your bags down? Do you take out your knife or your gun or whatever your tools are? You're like, ah, no, your person is not a threat. They do not warrant your attention or your energy. Why do we forget this online? Why do we forget this in the realm of cyberspace? People use that term anymore. Because we don't have other things that we care about. The people that I see getting bent out of shape about what other people are doing and saying online, almost to a T, almost 100%, are people who don't have anything in their lives that they're really passionate about. They need something to care about. So they care about that. There's always more to care about. Make something, make something more important. The opinion of strangers on the internet and their disagreement with you is literally the least important thing you could care about. I cannot think of something less important. Stop wasting your time. Never point a finger where you never lent a hand. Robert Broll. That's a great quote. I read another similar great quote recently. I forget who to attribute it to. Don't take criticism from people that you wouldn't take advice from. This is kind of each. Now we've got both sides. People come at me all the time. The bigger we get, the more we do, the more hate we catch. Sometimes I just shut it down because I have the opportunity to do that, depending on the platform. I saw somebody kind of running away with comments on something that we put up. I saw I saw it yesterday and it was like, this is how it is. What I didn't say was, this is my house. But that was the implication. And I think they took it. I think they recognized that. But what about when it's not my house? It doesn't matter. Somebody's outside. They're commenting on, I don't know, your lawn. Your lawn is stupid. If you look at my lawn right now, it hasn't been cut in two and a half weeks. I'm not quite sure why. The last time it was cut was while I was recording an episode and I wrote to the landscaper and I said, Hey, thank you. But not on Tuesdays, please. I record on Tuesdays. Hopefully I didn't offend him. It was a very nice text, but I haven't seen him. It's also been super hot. Ugh. It's gonna be 92 today. Maybe he'll come today. Who knows? Frank, is in the chat. I always like when Frank's here. For those of you that don't know, Frank like genuinely helps out. Frank is not just 
quotes and jokes. Frank helps out. Frank does. If, if you download the show in audio, you have Frank to thank. Thank Frank. You can make sure to say thank Frank. Another thing Cubby said, the only way to say no is if you have a deeper yes burning inside you. Ooh, I like that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I got that from a podcast years ago. I have a hard time on that one. It's part of why we do all those things. But I have a new initiative in Whistlekick. No new initiatives. Finish up what you got. Get it going. Shipped out another order yesterday. You guys are buying stuff. It's great. And our last quote for the day, the willingness to accept responsibility for one's own life is the source from which self-respect springs. Joan Didion. The willingness to accept responsibility for one's own life is the source from which self-respect springs. When I read quotes about responsibility, I take it a little further than I think most people do. Most people think about responsibility in terms of their actions. I think of responsibility in terms of everything. My own life. I'm responsible for my own income. I'm responsible for my home. My food. I grow as much as I can. I preserve as much as I can. I'm going to be so sick of applesauce by the end of the year. So I'm glad I figured out a recipe for applesauce bread. I'm responsible for my own safety. I'm responsible for my own entertainment. I grew up an only child in a, an environment where I was responsible for a lot of things at a young age. And I think that that gives me a different perspective. When you grow up and live not knowing, sadly, we're coming full circle. If anybody has your back, you act differently. You take different risks. And I think as martial artists, I think we are primed to recognize that perspective on the world. So as you go forward today and this weekend, sound very commanding. I don't mean it that way. As you go into your day, into your lives, look at those areas, those actions, those words, where you're blaming others, where you're deflecting, where you're not taking responsibility, whether that's training and progress in your martial arts, or whether it's something as, as innocuous as you're at the grocery store and you're mad because they're out of your favorite chips. I don't know, maybe the Lay's strike burdened your snacking habits. Learn how to make your own chips or stock up, I don't know. That should be coming to an end now. No one's ever going to have your back like you. I think I'm talking to myself right now. I want to thank you all for watching. I hope you have a great day, a great weekend. I hope to see you back here on Monday. I hope you check out that flexibility program. It's 
10 minutes a day, maybe 15 minutes on the longer workouts. It's a six week program, a little bit every day. If you try it and you actually do it and across six weeks, you don't get significantly more flexible. I will, I don't know what I will privately instruct you in flexibility. Go check it out. It's for a lot of people. It's a game changing program more so than the other stuff we've done. And remember, if you want to support us, oh, we got a banner for that. Patreon.com slash whistlekick. People are starting to get their rewards, their merch rewards. So check that out. Or use code firstcup15 to grab something at whistlekick.com. Like black sparring gear, which is in stock. All sizes. Take care, everybody. I appreciate you. Oh, comments. Look at all the comments. Pour us a glass of that crow. Yes, Dan, there is a money back guarantee on the free flexibility program. If you don't get the flexibility results you're looking for, I'll give you a hundred times your money back. Take care, everybody. Peace.